Good morning, everyone. <laughs> Joining me today are members of the First Things First Alaska Foundation. Don, Don Habiger, Frank Bergstrom, and Mac Miners is in the studio. Welcome, everyone. Morning. Good morning. Good morning to everybody. So, in the past, we've talked about needs and wants in regards to the city budget here in Juneau. What have you all been weighing in that regard? Well, thanks for the uh, question, Kevin. Uh, perhaps I'll start. Um, and one of the things we have been weighing, and uh, first of all, I'd like to remind the, the listeners that First Things First is about uh, economic development, uh, a strong Southeast Alaska economy. And part of our mission is a strong Southeast Alaska economy uh, through uh, responsible uh, management and resource development. So uh, there's the reminder. And in that, we have this needs and wants uh, category. And really, it is uh, taking a moment uh, to pause and look at how we spend uh, public uh, dollars so that, if you will, we achieve our strong economy goals. So uh, needs and wants really is kind of a look at uh, current discussion in within our community, and it is heading to the ballot this October, and that is kind of the need for a 1% uh, sales tax uh, renewal. And so that's kind of where we're at, and our, uh, our board has discussed the issue, and we are going to at least uh, ask some questions of the community, ask them to think about a few things, and uh, uh, start a conversation. How's that, Kevin? <laughs> well, so you're focusing on the 1% sales tax list that's been drafted up? Uh, we're focusing on the 1%, uh, and uh, it happens to be the springboard for a conversation, again, on needs and wants and using our resources, finite, I should say, finite resources, uh, most advantageously. So it's like you were saying in the beginning, it's kind of a double meaning in resource management. It's also the resources of what the city has, huh? Exactly. Mm. And, and remember, Kevin, the resources, I mean, the, the city is us. We are the citizens, all of us, you, me, listeners, we're the city. And we have a city administration, that's their job to manage the sewer, the water, the police, all that sort of thing, the fire department. But the, the city is us. What do we want to spend our money on? And when you, uh, everybody has their hand up, everybody has a high priority, their highest priority individually. And uh, to them, uh, to say one person on the street, two people on the street, ten people on the street, there there might be an extreme uh, priority to one particular item. But is that the priority for everybody as a community? You can always find people that find everything important, you know. But sometimes some people just have to understand that their priority isn't necessarily the priority of the majority and thus uh, worthy of the type of funding that a issue that's more important to more people is. Well, it's, it's interesting given that the city, these last, this last budget session, they've seen this large federal windfall, this federal funding, and also the school bond debt reimbursement that'll help them out on the budget as well. So it makes me wonder how that's gonna affect future budgeting now that we won't have that windfall. That was a lot of one-time money. It sure was. What, $53 million? Do I have the number right there? Something like that. It was tens of millions of dollars 
uh, we've had some conversations with assembly folks and and there's sort of this general perception that well that was that money and now we need other money I uh, don't need to disparage anybody but no it was 53 million dollars and that's a chunk of money and we we got a bunch of stuff off that and uh, we we ought to be able to have stretched the the uh, effect of that on our community uh, if not then I'd hate to think that that money got wasted. Yes, Don. Yeah, Kevin. Uh, I want to put uh, this in in context, and I want to uh, jump off of uh, what Frank said that we are uh, the community, and it's the individuals. And so let's take a look at uh, what we, the community, have done over time. And so uh, I pulled a few reports from uh, the city assembly's uh, webpage, or excuse me, uh, the city's webpage, and I was looking at their their audit reports. And I was just doing a quick comparison. In 2020, uh, looking at page seven on this particular audit report, it says total expenses, $283,188,836. Um, and so let's jump uh, uh, back in 10 years. That was 2020 uh, number. Let's jump at, back 10 years ago. What did we spend in uh, total expenses? A, a same report uh, 10 years earlier, $232,406,740. So let's just quickly do a comparison, see what our growth is over that 10 years uh, time. And if you just do the math, it's 22% growth in expenditures. So again, going back to uh, we the people, uh, let's see how our population, which we absorb all that, don't forget, as expenditures. Population in 2020, according to the state, is 32,255. Um, 10 years ago, our population was uh, 31,275. Again, the differential, quick math, is a 3% change. So we have 3% population, if you will, uh, increase carrying 20% increase in expenses. So the question is, is that a good project? Uh, projection (laughs) it's not the word i wanted but nonetheless is that the right trajectory there we go uh trajectory for our community in how we expend money yeah so the so with those numbers the expenditures increased over that decade but with the with the decrease the three percent decrease in population excuse me is the three percent increase so i want to make that clear we did increase in population three percent um, but we increased our expenditure rate over those 10 years, total expenses, by 22%. So the trajectory is, uh, looks or appears to be uh, expense outpaced population. Therefore, that carrying capacity is less and we all get charged more. The question is, should we reconsider how we're spending our money? And so that's in the sense that the tax pop the taxable population is not increasing along with that expenditures right precisely the point gotcha and And our community is aging so there really are fewer people that are in employable age and thus fewer people that are paying 
employment taxes of one sort or another. So uh, as people get older, they retire, they're going to pay their property tax, pay some sales tax, that's for sure. But is that enough to sustain this level of, of growth in spending, which greatly exceeds uh, the growth due to inflation? Mm-hmm. So we are seeing a real increase in real spending. Uh, you you mentioned the one percent sales tax. Let's jump over onto that uh, if that's okay with you, Kevin. Yep, that's a sixty million dollar list. That's a sixty million dollar question. There you go. Um, I have a story. I'm going to share this with the listeners, and everybody has an anecdote or two. But I thought it's very informative. A few years back, and this is actually just several years back, the city passed an ordinance adding a tax uh, or growing the tax on cigarettes. And I was standing in the line at Breeze Inn to buy something, and there was several people standing in line, and there was a young lady who bought a pack of cigarettes. And the cashier said, did you need a cigarette lighter to go along with that? She says, my gosh, I do. And so she didn't have any money. And she ran out to her car, rummaged around her car in her car seat. She found enough quarters, came back in and bought a cigarette lighter. And it just dawned on me right there. I said, wow, the city is paying for expenses with the seat change of some poor young lady uh, who's trying to buy a pack of cigarettes. Now, that same tax on cigarettes, a couple years later, the city was trying to balance their budget. What did they do? They took that money from the cigarette tax, which had been earmarked for cigarette programs, for health programs, for people that are are smoking. Get them off cigarettes, you know, to solve their problems. Uh, That was the the story that we're going to pass this tax in order to help people that smoke cigarettes. But they took that money instead and said, let's balance the budget with it. Spend it on something entirely different. I thought that was part of the sin tax. Call it sin tax. Call it saint tax. It's just a tax. <laughs> so it, it, that, that's, that's, it just resonated with me as, my gosh, the city is balancing its budget with seat change for some poor gal <laughs> trying to buy a pack of cigarettes. Is that the kind of taxation we want to do? It, when we pass a tax, do are we going to be honest about it and dedicate that? Or are we just going to have a list of, of neat things that look like nice candy, but in the end we spend it on something entirely different? And that is the crux. One of the major cruxes of the way the city passes its uh, ordinances like this. That yes, there are a list of issues for the 1% sales tax, but the city is in no way obligated to spend that money on those things. Politically, sure, there's some, you know, we said we'd build a tram at Eagle Crest with that money saved. So yeah, there's some political pressure there, but in the end, they don't have to. And in the case, this, this was an absolute case in point because they said they were gonna take that cigarette money and do something with it, and they didn't. They went and did something else. So all you're doing when you pay that uh, 1% sales tax is just pay tax. You're giving the city another 1% of your money, and you don't know what they're going to really spend it on. Hey, you know, it's a tough job being on the assembly. It really is. You're trying to solve everybody's problems. I, I really feel for them. People do that. They're not getting compensated. That's a tough thing to do. Nonetheless, not everybody can have what they want. And that's why we have our wants and needs campaign to say, as a community, let's let's just lay all these things out and really assess it and say, maybe, maybe you know, those uh, oversized s'mores you want or something like that, you don't need those. Maybe, maybe you can just have a dime candy. Mac, you look like you're having fun over there. Well, what would you like to hear? Well, what, what are you thinking right now? Well, I'm thinking that you take a look at the people that vote and who vote 
and most of them the school teachers are a big lobby the average state federal and city worker is probably a majority of your voters and your retired people and what i say is that the one percent i think a message should be sent and whether this is wrong or right i i'm going to vote no on the sales tax because i just think that the spending that they've done i mean what do they want six million for a new field at adair kennedy hey i'm all for sports i've been a big donator to sports for many many years and and a big supporter and i hate to see that go but i look at the way the school system is and we have too many schools for not enough children and we just pointed out that we don't have a growing population you know all you have to do is go to the grocery store and I hate to say this look for the women and their children that are shopping and you don't see them you see single people shopping so whether juno attracts families or single people it remains to be seen so i'm not quite sure you know i, I look at their spending and i just shake my head and i think a message should be sent to vote it down I think in the past, these these 1% sales tax, they have been approved before. Well, I can remember years ago, let's say we the swimming pool. Let's say the police force. They voted the police force out in the valley down three times in a row. They voted the swimming pool down three times in a row. But it just keeps coming up and up and up. And I think as we get into this, I don't know whether you want to call it... Uh, recession or inflation i think it needs to have a belt tightening because when bread goes to ten dollars there's going to be some real real belt tightening believe me and we had yes don no kevin just to uh, kind of uh, look at what we as the public have done in the last few decades uh, on that particular um, a vote for a sales tax um, interestingly enough the city has on their website election history 1990 to present so let's look at our track record um, in 1990, we had apparently a 1% uh, permanent sales tax, and we voted it in. Um, in 1991, we had a temporary 1% four-year sales tax. We voted it down. Um, apparently, on that same ballot, we had a temporary 1% uh, two-year sales tax, and we said no. Um, so we have a, a mixed record um, of saying yes and no. So clearly, the, uh, the, uh, our population uh, sometimes likes sales tax and sometimes they don't. And our point, and I think Mac's uh, point, is that um, perhaps we should say no once again. And it was about talking about sending a message here, right, about... Uh, not increasing the the temporary sales the sales tax temporarily by one percent over five years so well, you're advocating voting no on this on this ballot question then this year no i was you were okay yeah i'll take the blame oh <laughs> Yeah, that was a personal choice. Um, and to be clear to uh, you, Kevin, and the audience, uh, the board really hasn't taken a position on any of this, but they are discussing the issue. And again, it is prioritizing our needs over wants and maybe um, fine-tuning where we're allocating our money. 
let me just pull out another example that just illustrates uh, fine-tuning. Um, in the uh, assembly packet on this year's list of projects, we have uh, Patterson Hill development. Um, and uh, I found it interesting in the, in the verbiage there uh, by the uh, city to the assembly members that, uh, let's see, the project complete uh, access road up front. Oh, here it is. And we quote, but has not resulted in the development of affordable housing. Um, as we commonly define it. So, uh, interesting enough, looking at results, did we achieve results? I uh, went to Remax, and they're uh, trying to sell on behalf of some builder um, one of these new pieces of property, and it is listed for 529000 um, So it's <laughs> over half a million dollars for affordable housing. The question is, have we achieved our goals as a community? And if not, should we reassess that and relook at that? Plus, it adds to that question of the city being able to increase its population, right? Uh, how, how can somebody new move in with 500,000? Uh, <laughs> Better have a good job. Yeah, uh, well, exactly. Or two, or three, or four. <laughs> uh, Frank, you looked ready to jump in there. <laughs> Well, always willing to jump in. Uh, wanted to reinforce that first things first isn't, um, we're not lobbying for anything. We just want to make sure everybody has a, a, all the information that they need to make a good, logical, uh, well-thought-out decision. So uh, we're not trying to, again, to your audience, we're, we're not trying to promote one uh, way of thinking over another, but we sure are interested in real information, facts, and that's uh, something that is so difficult in this day and age. When we say we live in an information age, is it really information? Is it, are there really facts or is it just so much hot air? Uh, there are a lot of hot air floating around. Everybody knows that. So we try to boil it down and, and, and find the real gems. So let's say a voter is looking at this year's ballot. They see the 1% sales tax, uh, temporary 1% sales tax increase. What do you hope that voter will think about? Or? Well, one thing on there is um, that the 1% sales tax was intended, uh, that whole concept is intended for capital projects. So these are one-time expenditures. That's the purpose of the 1% sales, uh, temporary sales tax. It's not supposed to be paying for operations. But one of the issues in there right now is childcare. We love kids. And it's really important that kids have the type of uh, supervision and training that is going to make them into better adults, make them into better kids for that matter. But it's an operating expense. So if you're a parent, you have a child, and you're going to pay child support, I mean, not child support, uh, child care, that's, that's great. Now, if your neighbor, they have kids and they want to pay uh, child support, well, that's great. So they're going to pay, they're going to pay that anyway. So those people are paying it anyway, whether it says a tax or just out of their pocket, they're paying. The people, what you're looking to do with a tax there is tax people that don't have kids so that they can share in the cost and thus reduce the cost to the person or the family with children. And maybe some of those people are older because we have an older community. They've already had their kids. So they've, they've already done their paying for child care. Now they're going to pay for your kids 
And then there's, of course, a few people in town that don't have any kids, and so they're just going to pay for your kids, too. So what you're looking to do with a tax that's going to pay for an operating expense like child care is you're asking the whole community to help you take care of your kids. And then as you get older, your kids grow up and move away. Now you're going to pay that tax for the next generation of kids that come up. So basically, you're going to pay for child care one way or another. Everybody's going to pay for child care. So kind of what's the the question here is what's the difference whether you pay for it out of your pocket or you pay through it for taxes but that is a separate argument and i i probably upset somebody by bringing that up but but it comes back to needs and wants it comes back to needs and wants and it comes back to is that one percent sales tax for, for something that's going to be an ongoing operational expense and just grows the budget of the city and thus makes us dependent on that tax resource or is it going to be used for one-time capital expenditures of a new school, a new road, a new sewage plant, that kind of thing, some new cop cars, whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that's where we're starting to lose the focus on what's the point of that money. So are we going to have the 1% temporary sales tax and then the 1% alternative temporary sales tax that now is going to pay for the, the new roof on the school? There's no end. Mm-hmm. Is there anything you guys like to add before we wrap up the program? We can always use donations. Oh. <laughs> well, how can they find out more when they're out on the fact-finding mission on this? Very good. The easiest way to find us is go to uh, your favorite search engine and uh, just put in uh, First Things First Alaska Foundation in that search bar, and uh, Juno will come right up. Very good. All right. Well, thank you all for joining us today. Well, thank thank you. you. We'll be back after the break.